For WCYB Digital Radio, I'm Heather Engel. Joining me today is Kelly Reeves, also known as Ms. Defense. Kelly, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So your company is all about empowering women to take control of their personal safety. And today we're talking about women's self-defense offline. What does offline self-defense mean? So for example, I think about being able to protect myself when I walk down the street alone. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about the issue and share some statistics with us? Well, it's protecting yourself anywhere, I guess not online. So even your home, you know, if, say you work from home, most break-ins happen during the day when they believe people are gone, but they do happen at nights. So that's still considered offline. Of course, on the streets is also you know, an offline component of self-defense. And especially, yes, if you're walking alone or driving alone and it's dark and you're kind of in the middle of nowhere, then yeah, then that's definitely offline self-defense. So we know this is a problem, but I think many women aren't sure where to start. What is the first and most important thing someone can do to protect themselves? You gave the example of working at home. What are some things you can do to protect yourself in your house? Because most of us think of that as our safe space. Yeah, I mean, I have ring cameras. It's kind of like Fort Knox <laughs> here. <laughs> Even though I'm in a very safe neighborhood, but I have you know ring cameras all around. If I'm at home and somebody knocks on my door and I'm not expecting them, then you know I can look through my ring camera and go, oh, that's my neighbor Barb or something. But if it's some random guy, even if they're dressed like in a UPS outfit or uniform, I still won't open that door because if it's a legitimate package, they'll either leave it or they'll leave the slip for me to pick it up. Unless I'm expecting someone, then I typically won't open the door if I don't recognize them through my camera. So that's one way. Of course, you know, if you have a house alarm, if somebody breaks in through a door or a window that goes off, you can have in-house cameras. I mean, I have them mainly for my dogs. So when I'm not home, I can see what they're up to and they're not destroying something. <laughs> but it helps also if somebody happened to break in, then I can see and record it and get identification. So those are things just leveraging technology, I think, is the best way to protect your home. And obviously having good locks, making sure that your locks work, that even if you do have certain locks that a door can't be kicked in. So there are a lot of ways to protect your home from a break-in without having to go too crazy. But <laughs> I personally use technology. I also use like in my windows and sliding doors, I have little, I guess, sticks. So somebody can't open the door all the way. And they have things that you can buy. You probably get a hardware store that prevents a window from being open too far or being open at all. So I would say those little tools would probably be the best way to protect your home. One of the things that you talk about is avoidance. And so you've given us some techniques to protect your home, both technology and you know what we would consider to be offline. What are some ways that you can avoid being a victim in the first place? You're pretty safe in your house, but you know, like I said, just make sure things are locked and secured so somebody can't break in so easily outside the home. Things like situational awareness, avoidance, avoiding going to or being in an area that could make you more vulnerable or be a victim, being aware of your surroundings at all times. So those are the two, for me, most important aspects of proactive self-defense outside the home. If you find yourself in a situation that is a threatening situation, whether it's in the home or in the parking lot walking down the street, what are some de-escalation techniques that you could use? 
Well, it really depends. You're unarmed and somebody is holding a weapon, say a gun or knife, and says, give me your purse or wallet, just give it to them. Typically, they're not there to cause harm. They want your money. So, you know, your purse and probably everything in it is replaceable and you're not. So it's a de-escalation because if you try to like argue with them or whatever, then it could get worse. So it's just like, okay, here's my purse. You're like, bye, take it. So that's one way. I mean, it really depends upon the threat and the situation. And there is the, you know, Cooper color code of situational awareness, which is white. You're completely unaware, kind of just oblivious to your surroundings. Yellow is your casually aware, kind of like you're driving. When you're driving, you're relaxed, but you're still aware of cars around you, that there's a stop sign coming up or whatever. Orange is you've identified a threat and that's when, you know, how the body starts to chemically react with adrenaline and cortisol. And then red is actual engagement. So you're actually having to physically engage with an attacker, either by physically fighting or with a weapon. So say you're walking down the street and somebody is saying rude things to you. The best way to deescalate is, is just to avoid them. Like don't engage with them. If they're following you and still saying these rude things, then what's your escape route? Can you go into a store? Can you duck into a store and have them call the police? Again, always planning ahead of if something happens, then where am I going to go? What am I going to do? So if somebody is really intended on causing you physical harm, that's pretty hard to deescalate unless you have a good weapon. And I know Guns are a very sensitive topic for many, but if you know how to use one and you're well-trained with using one and you have absolutely no other choice but to pull it out as a way to stop the threat, then that may be all you have. But if it's just somebody being verbal, then just try to ignore them. And it's the same thing. I know we'll talk about online stuff, but if somebody's being a troll, just ignore them, delete them, and walk away. I think that's a good segue because your company sells stun devices and pepper spray, striking devices, concealed carry purses, ARFID protection, as well as digital defense solutions. So let's say someone is not experienced in handling a gun. What's the best choice for someone looking to be more confident in their personal safety? Well, it's really kind of a personal choice. And just to clarify, I sell them through Damsel and Defense is actually the brand that I sell. It's not my company's brand. But they can buy it through my website. But it's really, what are you comfortable with? And how proficient are you? Because people say, well, I have pepper spray. I was like, well, if you are attacked, would you know how when you're in that heat of that moment, when there's that adrenaline dump, there's the cortisol, you go through a tunnel vision or, or whatever happens in your brain and chemical makeup during that moment, will you know how to pull out that pepper spray and turn it on and spray somebody? Or, you know, and this is why I was talking about the proactive approach, like, okay, I've got pepper spray. I'm going to be walking in a dark parking lot or dark parking structure. I'm going to go ahead and get my pepper spray out and get it ready in case I have to use it. And if you don't, great. But if you do, then it's there. So in preparation with self-defense is key with anything, whether it's a stun device, knowing how to use it, pepper spray, striking devices, tactical pins, anything like that, that is technically considered non-lethal. Because I'm always like time and space, creating time and space between you and your attacker so you can get away, get to someplace safe, call 911 and get yourself out of that situation. So we've been talking about women's self-defense offline. Kelly, is there anything else you'd like to add? 
Yeah, I just think, you know, I kind of sound like I'm beating a dead horse, but situational awareness is so key and not putting yourself in a situation where there's a potential danger. Now, if you can't avoid it, say wherever you work, you work until late at night and you have no choice but to walk down a dark secluded street or a parking structure that's empty, just be prepared with when you walk out of that safety zone, say it's, you know, an office building or wherever once you enter that potential danger zone, quote unquote, have your pepper spray ready, have your stun device ready, just be ready for anything and have that plan to make it to your car, get in, lock the door. I'm big on backing into parking spots so you can get out pretty quickly. So it's just always having a plan and being prepared and using that preparation to hopefully avoid a dangerous situation. For WCYB Digital Radio, I'm Heather Engel. Joining me today was Kelly Reeves. For more info on Kelly, visit MsDefenseCCW.com.